Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I am your host, Lex Anderson, a.k.a. the Sports Historian, a.k.a. People Sportscaster, here to talk about baseball. Sadly, I have to start off with Yankee baseball. Tonight, they will be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays in a three-game set. Thankfully, it's not in the Bronx. They will be in Tampa Bay, but I will talk about that in a minute. As per what I've been doing lately, I have to break down the Yankees series versus per game because the Yankees are indeed a dead in last place, dead last in the AL East. The Yankees are the AL least, 61 and 66 record, 18 games out of first place. And don't even get me started on the wild card where the Yankees are officially 10 games back. But they want to continue to give people false hope, saying that there's a lot of baseball left in the season. Yeah, I've heard that excuse before. I'm not buying it. So let me break down this three-game series against the Washington Nationals, a last-place team, who the Yankees lost the series to. Because the Yankees are, in fact, a garbage, trash-ass team, and I've just about had enough. So starting with... The rubber game, the third game, I'm working my way back from current to past. In the third and final game, here's a stat for you. When Yankee captain Aaron Judge all rise and Stanton hit a home run, the Yankees are practically unbeatable. They're 30-3. and three. But when you have a loser like Tommy Canely who Aaron Baboon, shout out to my sister Harpy's Fury for the nickname, Boone, the boneheaded idiot, continues to put Canely out there. And what does he do? He gives up back-to-back home runs in the seventh inning, allowing the, right, the Washington Nationals, excuse me, to drop four runs in the seventh, which became a 6-5 Yankee loss. Ridiculous. This was a game in which Stanton also had his first four-hit game since May. This was also a game that not just Stanton and Judge hit a home run, but Glaber Torres hit a two-run home run. And here comes weak-ass Tommy Canely, who also gave up the go-ahead run in the first game to C.J. Abrams. That was a 2-1 loss. And it is just maddening it is mind-boggling like i have said i trust no one for the yankees i don't trust you definitely can't trust the lineup starting rotation outside of garrett cole is iffy and then you have the bullpen statistically ranked first in major league baseball but you have tommy canely continuing to do what he does best and that is lose games for the Yankees. As a matter of fact, it's the first time in his career that Canely has allowed three home runs in any two-game span. He has allowed eight of nine inherited base runners to score this season, and he allowed home runs in back-to-back appearances for the third time in his career, also previously 2019 and 2017. And that's whack. That's whack. Like, this team makes no headway to showing they're about anything. Anything at all. He gives up a two-run shot to Alex Cole 
and then he gives up a solo home run to CJ Abrams, and that is all she wrote. And I really regret the history that Aaron Judge made in the second game because I honestly was looking forward to the Yankees having a 10 game losing streak because social media was losing its mind that the Yankees at the time had lost nine straight games for the first time since 1982. What does that say? 1982 which goes to show how consistent the Yankees used to be about winning. This is a crazy stat. When the Yankees had lost nine in a row for the first time in 41 years, for those that don't know how to subtract 2023 from 1982, the Yankees, between that nine-game losing streak and back when they last had lost nine in a row in 1982, the Yankees had had 19 winning streaks of nine plus games since their last nine game losing streak. But this inept, incompetent, ineffective team, their longest losing streak this season has only been five games. So with Aaron Baboon putting out Tommy Canely, you can't tell me that they're serious about winning. Worst record in Major League Baseball starting August 1st, Angels 5-16, Yankees 6-15, Rockies 6-15, A's 6-14. The Yankees are bottom of the barrel, bottom feeders, garbage. They're scavengers with a multi-millionaire payroll of $290 million. As a matter of fact, the Yankees are 12-24 since the All-Star break tied with the White Sox and Oakland Athletics for the worst record, and the Royals, who have 88 losses this season, have won three more games than the Yankees over this same time frame. So going back to the Yankees losing the rubber game against the Washington Nationals, again a last place team, the Yankees have now not won a series since July 21st through 23rd. They've lost their seventh straight rubber game with this 6-5 loss. And again, that series win was against the Royals, right? But meanwhile, the Washington Nationals, being a last place team, they had won 9 of 12 and had won their fourth straight series. Everything is inexcusable about this team from top to bottom. I wanted the 10-game losing streak because I was hoping that maybe the Yankees would have taken action and fired Aaron Baboon, the boneheaded idiot who does nothing for the team except find new ways for them to lose and then talk about postgame, how there's a lot of baseball left in the season. Stop feeding me garbage. I don't have to accept the garbage that the Yes Network with their social and media manipulation want to try to present which is garbage propaganda and then you have the corporate puppet of the yes network the ringleader michael k saying how cashman is safe he'll be around next year good job corporate puppet good job so let me talk about aaron boone real quick in the second game he had his first ever three home run game in which the yankees had stomped out the nationals nine to one 
And even in that victory, I wasn't satisfied because we really need the Yankees really needed Aaron Judge to hit three home runs and collect six RBIs to end the losing streak. But of course, the Yankees got back on the losing horse and lost 6-5 thanks to Tommy Canely not doing what he's paid to do, which is get outs when he's on the mound. So Aaron Judge with his three home run game for the first time in his career with a grand slam. He's the first Yankee with a three home run game, including a grand slam since Alex Rodriguez, April 26, 2005. Being a sports historian, I have to note it. And Luis Severino, for the first time in what feels like an eternity, had a dominant game. Six and two thirds inning, one hit, zero earned runs, two walks and two Ks. But I was concerned in regards to the Yankees with the 9-1 victory over the Nationals only because if you subtract the six RBIs from Aaron Judge, you would have had a 3-1 Yankee victory because LeMayu, he hit a dinky solo shot. And yeah, shame on me for calling it dinky. But um, LeMayu, again, is a big part of the Yankee lineup who isn't doing anything for the team whatsoever at all. The Yankees continue to not play for each other on days that the starting the starting pitching or the opener and the bullpen is dominant. The lineup doesn't score runs. And when the offense does score runs, the bullpen or middle relief wants to come through and give away the lead and blow the game. And it becomes another annoying, horrifying, disheartening, demoralizing Yankee loss. Like how much more of this garbage do I have to sit through? So with that 6-5 loss, the Yankees have now won only one game in their last 11. That's not the Yankee way. I see a lot of sheeple and puppets are talking about how Yankee fans are whiners. No, the late owner, George Steinbrenner, he set a precedent. He had a mission statement. I'm sure a lot of people and today don't even know what a mission statement means, but the Yankee mission statement is to be competitive and to get to and win the World Series each and every year. And now I have to talk about a garbage-ass team that can't even play 500 ball? Can't even play 500 ball. The Yankees are 61 and 66. We are no longer in the talks for the wild card. We are in the talks of can this team avoid ending the season at below 500, something that hasn't happened in 30 seasons. 3-0. That's right. One sequence of 10 years is a decade. So three decades of being at 500 or better. And this band of losers, this cast of clowns, is serving up garbage. Tonight, again, they take on the Rays. 
Uh, the Yankees are 25 and 33 in road games. I don't trust them to win this series either. This is the 11th time that these teams are facing one another this season, and the Rays have a 6-4 advantage. And to make it even worse, ace pitcher Garrett Cole isn't exactly at his best when it comes to playing the Tampa Bay Rays, sadly. He is currently, this season, 1-0 with an ERA of 4.76 and 18 strikeouts. In the three appearances he had against the Rays, he's given up five home runs. Cole on the road isn't dominant either. Three and two, ERA of 2.62 in 11 games. I don't know, like, fire Cashman. That's, <laughs> that's all I can say. As a matter of fact, overall, during his time with the Yankees, Cole's overall record is three and five. Three and five with an ERA of 3.79. So that's not good either. The Yankees as a team, again, last 10 games, they are one and nine, batting average of 0.201. ERA 5.33. They've been outscored by 23 runs. Yeah, look for that to continue. Thankfully, SmackDown will be on tonight for regional coverage. And there's NFL preseason. So as a sport fan, I have choices. <laughs> there's nothing for me to sit down and support here. But I do want to leave a quick tie-in. Uh, since we are talking about the Nationals, Steven Strasburg announced that he is retiring which is uh, good for him as he has been beset by injuries during ever since pretty much 2019 when the Nationals, after winning that World Series, opened up the vault and I believe gave him $245 million. So again, going back to a stupid moment in Washington Nationals history, Fresh off a World Series, they opened up the vault for Steven Strasburg, and this is what's happened since 2019. July 2020, nerve issue in right hand. August 2020, carpal tunnel neuritis. April 2021, shoulder inflammation. June 2021, thoracic outlet surgery. June 2022, stress reaction of the ribs and March of 2023, nerve-related setback. So, sadly, the Washington Nationals are done for the foreseeable future. As Steven Strasburg, again, he did announce his retirement, but he is in the fourth year of a seven-year, $245 million contract. So he will be getting paid $35 million every baseball season through 2026 he will then receive 26.6 million in 2027 28 and 29 in deferred payments sad but true of course people 
are talking about the legacy of Steven Strasburg. I'm like, at the end of the day, the man did win a World Series. He is a three-time All-Star. But that's it. That's all I've got. So I'm going to go segue over to another team that yesterday also received some bad news that I talked about. You can follow me if you're still listening. Thank you very much. You can follow me on TikTok and YouTube, Sports Opinion Log. Just type that in. There I are. You can also find me on the platform known as X, which I still like to call Twitter, but everybody's getting involved with saying the right thing. So I will call it the platform known as X. You can find me at Lex Anderson underscore WS. And again, there I are. That's where you can usually find me as I'm looking to create the beautiful sports content that you hear and uh, which I did talk about on TikTok, which I will share here and now that Shohei Showtime Otani has a tear in his UCL and is done pitching for the rest of the season. Mike Trout, who returned on Tuesday for the Angels but did not partake in the doubleheader against the Cincinnati Reds in which the Angels were swept in that doubleheader. It was then announced on, again, yesterday, Thursday, that he is going back on the IL. So effectively, in my opinion, Mike Trout is done for the season, which I, the prophet, had decreed, as per the usual, that Mike Trout is injury-prone. He averages over 25 missed games a season. Sadly, the Angels, unlike the Yankees, did make acquisitions to contend for a wild card but they have been sadly beset by injuries. So there is nothing for them to hope for. Uh, As for Mike Trout, I do find it weird the way he tried to force his way back. Again, in my opinion, he forced himself back because reading about him having Hammett surgery, which is a fracture of a small bone in his hand, it said that Post-surgery, you're in a cast for six weeks. And after the six weeks, you then need four to six weeks of physical therapy. Mike Trout returned in seven weeks, hoping to make help the team make a push, which is no longer needed because in the wild card standings, I'm sure the Angels are just as bad as the Yankees. Yep, the Yankees are 10 games back. The Angels are 10 and a half games back. So... At this point, it would be fitting if the Angels just called it a season, which is what the Yankees need to do. Call it a season. Stop telling me how many games are left. The games are dwindling. There's a lot of games left in September. Yeah, I know that. I know how to read a schedule, but the thing is, is that the Yankees can't take advantage of it because they keep losing because the Yankees are a last place team and they're losers. They're losers. This isn't hard. Like to quote Nas, this ain't hard to tell. (laughs) This is not hard to tell whatsoever. And even when you look at the teams that are on a little losing streak, for example, the Texas Rangers out West, they have lost seven in a row. But you know why it doesn't matter? because they're in first place in the West, even though the Mariners are literally a game behind them. So uh, 
But again, at 72 and 55, <laughs> what's the worst that could really happen here? You know, the Tampa Bay Rays, they've won four, which doesn't bode well for the Yankees. They're probably going to get steamrolled. And there's no reason for me to have hope. There's no reason for me to have faith at all in this team. But back to the Angels, my apologies on the digression. The Angels, their season is done. Uh, Otani says that he will continue to bat. We'll see what this looks like in regards to his free agency. I predict that he will be earning one of the uh, biggest and richest contracts in Major League Baseball history, as he is a dual threat as a pitcher and a hitter. However, this UCL tear, does he plan on having surgery? Does he not plan on having surgery? I would prefer if he has the surgery and calls it a season because they're saying if he has the surgery for the UCL tear that he won't be able to pitch in a 2024. However, even though he's no longer pitching, he did finish with 10 wins and he becomes the first player in Major League Baseball history to have 40 plus home runs as a batter with 10 wins as a pitcher in a season. Pretty impressive. I believe he will secure the payday, deservedly so, but let's see who's gonna give it to him because again, he does say he wants to play for a contender. So I'm not gonna talk about the Yankees. <laughs> no need to talk about those losers. But it's interesting to see. Uh, and by the way, for people who don't know what a UCL, UCL tear is, it's the ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow. So again, he can't pitch, but he will hit. I don't think he should be doing either. I think he should be calling it a season and resting up for next season to try to get that money. And let's not forget that Otani did have Tommy John surgery in October of 2018. So as much as people want to call him generational talent, which he is, unicorn, I can't stand that word. It's a fictional animal. Otani's a real deal person. Uh, but we'll see. He should join Mike Trout on the IL. That's just my take. And speaking of my take, I think that's all I have for the baseball stuff. So I'm just going to do a quick segue real quick into yesterday being 824, Kobe Day, Mamba Day. Rest in peace, Kobe. Now and forever, you are loved and missed deeply by Laker fans like myself or those who are just Kobe fans because some people in society aren't fans of a team. They're fans of a player. But I'm a Laker fan all day, every day, 24-7. You know how I do. It says that Nike Air Force, that Nike Air Force One low Kobe Bryant expected for summer 2024. I definitely have to cop a pair of those. Those look fire. But the market has changed over the years, so uh, we'll we'll see what I could do. Uh, a beautiful announcement was made by Kobe Bryant's wife, Vanessa Bryant, that she made at 8:24 a.m. yesterday that the LA Lakers will be 
giving Kobe an immortal spot, a bronze statue that will be unveiled next year, February 8th, 2024. And then Kobe Bryant's birthday, the previous day, 823, happy belated birthday, Kobe Bryant. And I will just take this time out to share my walk with Kobe many years ago, NBA All-Star Game when it was back in the Staples Center, 2011. I was doing player transportation. Kobe came out the two-door bins. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way Kobe's in that bins. It's small as hell. But he gets out silky smooth, silky smooth, excuse me, motorcycle jacket, got the shades on. So I move from the passenger side to the front and I proceed to walk next to him. There was the look and the head nod. So yeah, how many people could say that they got to walk next to Kobe Bryant? I was so ready for that moment. And the streets were blocked off. It literally was like me and Kobe for those five minutes. All I gave was the head nod. That's all that was needed. Of course, uh, the haters and the sheep on social media tend to screw with stats about who's the GOAT, who's the greatest, who's the best at their position. Uh, I will leave with some knowledge here. Kobe Bryant, 18-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 12-time All-Defensive Team, 5-time NBA Champion, 2-time NBA Finals MVP, 2-time Olympic Gold Medalist, 2-time Scoring Champion, 1 NBA MVP, and NBA 75th Anniversary Team. How's that for accolades? Yeah, I think uh, Kobe is the man. Then, of course, you have the scoring champion, right? All rookie. 60-point games. Kobe Bryant has six. Jordan, Durant, and LeBron combined have five. Don't forget Kobe dropping 81 points. Holler at your boy. Remember when he scored like 60 through three quarters against the Dallas Mavericks? Literally took him on, on his own. <laughs> All over the platform known as X. Where else can you find highlight reels of over two minutes of either Kobe Bryant insane jumpers or Kobe Bryant game winners. Ranks among guards. Kobe Bryant first in points, first in free throws, first in all NBA selections, first in all-star selections, first in all defensive selections, first in 60-point games, that says tied, second in playoff points, second in 50-point games, second in 30-point playoff games. Don't forget young Kobe, 22 years old, NBA playoffs 2001, pretty much tore through and annihilated the competition. He averaged 29.4 points per game, 7.3 rebounds per game, 6.1 assists, and 1.6 steals in a season in which the Lakers went 15-1 and 
capturing their second of three consecutive titles. And in case you forgot or don't know, the last team to three-peat was the LA Lakers. In this playoff series in 2001, they swept the 50-win Blazers, the 55-win Kings. Kobe went off averaging 35-9-4. The 58-win Spurs, 33-7-7. And they defeated the 56-win team, the 76ers, 4-1 in the finals. What other championship run can you see that was so dominant like that? I know the Warriors might have done their thing, but their inability to three-peat is, for me, what keeps them from being the greatest team ever. Because when they went 72 and 10, no, sorry, 73 and 9, they failed to seal the deal by winning a championship. And let's not forget, Kobe Bryant, in four games, gave us 65, 50, 60, 50 points. Come on now. Stop playing. Stop playing. Kobe Bryant, now and forever. A quick segue. Yesterday, NFL preseason. As I represent the Steel City here from New York City, the Steelers bounced and blanked the Atlanta Falcons. 24-0 final game. Wrapping up the preseason with a win. Pick it to pick it. You heard it here first. Hashtag here we go. Look for the Steelers to be a threat. As for the Atlanta Falcons, they did go viral a couple of days or a week ago about their concession food prices. And that will be all that we know the Falcons for. Because them getting blanked, beat down, and shut out 24-0 is foreshadowing to how their season will truly play out. Also, quick segue here. Uh, Giannis saying that he doesn't plan on signing an extension with the Bucks until they can prove to him that they are competing for a championship. I've heard this before. I'm going to keep it simple. The prophet, I decree, look for Giannis to ultimately leave the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's face it, Milwaukee is boring. There's no fan base for the Bucks outside of Milwaukee. I'm here in New York. I've never seen anyone wearing a Bucks hat, fitted hat, rocking a Greek freak jersey. I've never seen it. So I believe Giannis wants to go out west and he is just laying down the groundwork for what will be ultimately his departure. And speaking of departure, it is with a heavy heart. In closing, Bray Wyatt passed away at the age of 36. He was suffering from an illness. That's all I could find on social media. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. I thought he'd be coming back during SummerSlam. It never happened. And the comeback that we were all hoping to see, sadly, will never materialize. I will miss the man who had the whole world in his hand. A man whose mic work was... Uh, how do I want to say it? A man whose mic work was legendary. 
he, in my opinion, he carried a feud with The Undertaker for a full year until The Undertaker appeared. And The Undertaker literally appeared at WrestleMania. But Bray Wyatt carried this fictitious battle with The Undertaker in what was truly a one-sided affair. A lot of people say that the WrestleMania match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena is a classic, is legendary. I honestly don't see it. Get it, John Cena? You can't see me, I don't see it. But maybe in when I have some downtime, maybe I'll just re-watch it. Maybe there's something that's there that I didn't see. But of course, that'll be for another day. And I thank you for spending your time and your day with me sports fans nationwide until next time rest in peace Bray Wyatt and Lex Anderson signing out